0: We are recording. Nigel Page, how are you doing?
1: Not too bad, Dale. Nice to see you in your hometown in San Diego.
0: Yeah, it's great to hang out the last couple of days. And um, you're here on vacation, holiday.
1: Yeah, on uh, as you guys call it vacation. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I once uh, got in trouble for saying vacating at uh, customs in America. Once the guy asked me you know, how grumpy they are. Yeah, yeah. He said, "What are you doing coming into the states?" And I was like, "I'm on vacation." Yeah. And he said, "What are you going to be doing?" And I said, "Vacating." <laughs> spent two hours getting interrogated in a three in the little room the flight and everything
0: i've been in that back room many a time
1: oh nightmare but yeah the americans are quite serious sometimes aren't they
0: in the early days of the 90s when i used to come back and forth and i always did it right i always did visas and green cards and you know just always played by the rules but i would still get questioned and stuff and i literally carried magazines in in my backpack on the plane and I'd whip out some magazines. Yep. I think this is probably before Google and stuff. Well, it was, because I yeah, didn't yeah, have the internet course. till I was 30s, so I, I couldn't even say, look online or something. Yeah. So I'd literally It'd pull prove out. what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, here's a few magazines, that's what I do. that's yeah. my sponsor and uh, so forth. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. I guess we'll start with a bit of bad news, right? Yeah. You, you have been, for the last 16 years, you have been the race team manager for Nuke Uh, You've worked with those for a long time and um, it all came to an end, right?
1: yeah unfortunately so yeah originally I started actually started the team in 2007 uh, it was the chain reaction cycles race team um, we were on intense bicycles one of my old sponsors um, we ran that World Cup team with intense and chain reaction cycles for three years and then uh, chain reaction cycles owned the new proof um, brand um, you know an old US 90s brand and they were making handlebars and components and we started using those on the team, integrating those to try and promote those um, for chain action cycles. And then we ended up, um, you know, I suggested, you know, why don't we make our own frames? Because um, the the expense of running a World Cup race team, um, you know, is quite a lot of money, investment from, the, from them. So why not, you know, build a brand through the team and that's what we started doing Nukeproof proof uh, bikes in 2011 i think was the first time the team used the bikes and then that leads us right up through till today where you know we we made an incredible brand uh, the team all the riders and myself and the the guys in the office you know the the bikes got better and better each year you know then we we sponsored sam hill which blew the um, you know the brand through the roof globally. Um, Sam won uh, some downhill World Cups on that on that, on one of our first um, downhill bikes. Then we swapped over to Enduro, and he won three straight World Chat titles uh, on our Nukeproof Mega bike, and that was you know amazing for sales and the, just the the uh, the brand globally. And um, yeah, I'd say you know up until recently, Nukeproof is pro- probably one of the. Um, the, the most common bikes you will see out on the trails, it's it's got that good through what we've done. I'm really proud of that, and everybody who's involved should be proud of that. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, the uh, the company wasn't uh, owned by itself anymore. It was bought out by big investment companies who have obviously ruined the company. After the COVID boom, there was lots of, you know, lots of it uh, sales going on, lots of money made, and big companies, you know, Splash that money out to the shareholders and don't save any money for rainy days. Obviously, the COVID boom was never going to last. And um, the company was, you know, it's been losing like nearly 100 million pounds. That's Wiggle, Chain Reaction, new proof everything. The whole, you know, it's all one big company. They were using millions. There was supposed to be investment from this bigger company for, for I think, about five years. 150 million pound investment. And they just pull the plug on that in October. So for the, excuse me, for the last um, three months, we've been kind of on hold, making plans. You know, I couldn't register a race team. I couldn't sponsor any riders. Had no uh, budget to do anything. Had to tell all the sponsors that um, we might not be carrying on with a race team for twenty four. Um, so it was, it's been really tough. Um, you know, I don't really. I don't know. I guess I don't really say too much about it but it's just uh, mentally and and emotionally it's been really tough the last three or four months I try not to show that you know but um, it has because it's you know I've put absolutely everything into it for the last 16 years and um, you know if you speak to my wife and the kids you know we've we've literally lived the team through our family you know and um, yeah it's a shame but anyway now somebody's come in and bought all the assets I don't exactly know what's happened yet my boss uh, my former boss rang me up yesterday while we were on holiday and told me that I'd lost my job and everyone was getting f- fired, but uh, I'm not really sure what's going on, but um, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty devastated.
0: Bummer. And I saw, you know, you posted it on Instagram last night. You had a great, great response from, I was reading some of the comments from people and really supporting you and stuff, and it's just, yeah, just a really crappy situation I know when you started even planning the team before when you was with Intense and you was yeah. you know you'd come and stay with me in the winter and that was always your goal to do your own team and I remember you would you'd get up in the morning we'd go and have coffee and then yeah. I would got go off and do yeah. the BMX stuff and you would go into Riverside you know down to you know the sponsors and you'd already, already started hustling things together putting things together for and, and then obviously it went on to yeah the great team you had so always seeing the passion and the the desire and like i say it's uh yeah such a bummer for you man
1: yeah no and i've I've, I've got to thank you because you know back in those early days when i didn't have anything together after racing myself and got injured and that kind of put uh, an end to my racing career Um, but yeah you were you know so helpful to me lending me my truck let me stay at your house we had some great fun times but yeah i was doing lots of networking and, and and as you said i really wanted to try and put my own team together, and I was able to do that, thank, thankfully to Chain Reaction Cycles and Intense. And, mm-hmm. it, and um, you know, I never knew how it would turn out, and um, I, I guess I couldn't have uh, expected it, you know, or dreamed for it to be that successful, but I never really never really thought about it. I just put everything into it. Yeah. It was what it was, and, you know, I probably made a lot of mistakes over the years, but um, I've tried to i've tried to be really fair to all my riders and you know look after everyone the best we have with you know some of some you know we didn't have the big budgets that some of those big factory teams did but we managed to um mm-hmm. we managed to battle with them and get some amazing uh, results and as i say grow a bike brand so i couldn't be more proud really and, yeah
0: absolutely you should and, be
1: yeah huge thank thanks to all the lovely comments that have have uh, not a chance to reply to everyone yet but the comments uh, mean a, a lot you know and um mm-hmm. hopefully i'll be able to figure something else out for the future because uh you know it's all i really love to do is 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 bikes and um i'm still super passionate about them
0: yeah and we was talking last night and i'd say that you know the mountain bike industry is a lot more healthier and, and bigger than bmx i think um you know normally when you know obviously bmx is in a bad place as well but it seems like for you and your everybody likes you, and you can do so many cool things. I mean, you. I mean, the when you did the commentary with Warner for the the yeah Danny Hart final on YouTube. I mean, so many people have watched that, and it's just. I mean, you're a good commentator. You're very connected in the industry, so I would think something would uh, would show up pretty soon. Hopefully, for you, you know.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate
0: um, coaching. You know as well as yeah. sure. There's lots of windows for you.
1: Yeah no, um, yeah it's just obviously it's a you know it's a bit of a shock at the moment. Yeah, um, I have spoken to a few people um, over the last couple of months with the uncertainty of what's going on. But as as you know, um, the, the the cycling and the leisure industry at the moment is in um in a bit of a um, you know there's, there's a big decline. There's there's way too much stock in the market. Um, as as I mentioned earlier, after the COVID boom, you know there's the orders have come in for for bikes and products and components and now there's the the market's flooded with too much stock that now the market doesn't need so everybody's trying to is, try, is struggling trying to sell things off cheap to just keep cash flow going in in the industry and in the individual um, businesses um so it's it's not the best time i guess to you know get another team together if i wanted to do that or to you know get a job in the industry because um unfortunately um companies are having to let lay off staff left right and center at the moment i mean hopefully it'll change in the next and even out in the next year or two and that will you know pick up and there'll be more jobs come around but you've got to stay current in the in the climate and um yeah, I'll just see what what comes along. But yeah, I've done a lot of different things over the years, and um, really enjoyed the commentary stuff with, uh, yeah. with Warner, and uh, that was that was great fun. Um, oh my god, it's so funny. You yeah, know, like, you know, uh, it's. Pro- I, I wish you know, back now, you know, um, uh, if we'd have known how many views that I'd have got in the future, I mean, it must be the most biggest viewed downhill commentary thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I never got a penny for that you know no. never even got paid to do it at the time i just enjoyed doing it got a few free beers off Freecaster and uh <laughs> yeah,
0: free cast, that was it
1: yeah it was good fun doing it as i say I'm, I'm super passionate about the sport of downhill and mountain biking and um it was it was good fun to do that and um i'm glad i did it um and then obviously after you know since then i, I did do some uh, bbc commentary and stuff but um i haven't done it for a while um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always open to any opportunities in the industry. If it's something that I'm passionate about, I don't I don't really like doing things that I'm not passionate about because I know I won't put my hundred percent effort into that. And mm-hmm. I, you know, at my age now, I don't really f- feel like there's any point doing something unless you're, uh, you know, can give it your all and improve something for somebody that. Um, that they believe that you can help them with you know mm-hmm. now i've been watching the
0: the world cup so i guess i wouldn't say watching it thoroughly but i i, I look at all the footage on instagram it looks it seems like you know a little bit across country a bit more obviously the downhill stuff it seems like it's huge right now and, and just stuff i read and and look at so is is the race world itself it seems like more people watching it and you know the atmosphere looks electric on those t- last 10 guys that come down you know at least you know, it looks amazing to, and it was always great before, you know? So, um, do you think that's sort is that changing? Is that getting, you know, what's, what's your views on the current racing in, you know, cross country, downhill and enduro, you, despite the, you know, the industry side of it?
1: Yeah, so it's all changed a little bit last year. Um, uh, my team was racing enduro for the last, um, you know, five or six years, and we changed uh, over to enduro because that was on the up. Um, Enduro bikes sell a lot more than downhill bikes. Um, you know, Newtproof had um, the Proof Mega, which is probably the most iconic bike, um, and that you know, once we got, you know, once Sam, um, Enduro was a, a more of a participation sport. You know, there was much bigger numbers racing Enduro than downhill or cross country, because you know it's a good time. You're on your bike all day. You know, downhill racing, you you know, you do a couple of runs in the morning, then you're waiting around all day till your qualifier and your race run. So you're not actually getting a lot of time on your bike. So for people that are just doing it um, for fun and for, you know, to, to, to have a good day out and, and value for money on the bike, Enduro is a really good discipline. Um, obviously, you've got to be a bit fitter for that for Enduro because you've got to pedal up to the top and you've got to race multiple stages over the, over the day or the weekend if it's a two day event. But um, it's predominantly racing downhill. You're just doing that on an enduro bike and you've got multiple tracks. You, you haven't learned the tracks like you do in a downhill race. You're kind of racing. You might have only done one practice run on each uh, stage. So you can't remember six stages, You know, one run. You know that some stages can be 20 minutes long. Um, so it's a bit more of a, you know, um, a, f- a feeling of, of racing and trying to race as fast as you can blind kind of thing. Uh, but it's a great day out for people, um, as I say, value for money, you're on your bike all day, you're pedaling around with your friends and then you, you, know, you do your race run and then you all meet back up, pedal to the next stage. And that, that started to become really popular in the, um, with uh, the um, e, um, EWS series, which Chris Ball ran. Uh, he did his own series for a good, a good while along with you know, other race organisers from each country. And um, the Enduro World Series was really growing, and I think when we moved into that and took Sam Hill into it, Enduro didn't have as cool an image as, as say, downhill did, mm-hmm. but when we took Sam Hill into that, you know, Sam being such a an iconic downhill rider and, you know, like a a god to a lot of uh, mountain yeah, bike yeah, yeah. people just because he's quiet and his riding just speaks for its, itself, yeah. you know? Um, Sam went over to enduro riding flat pedals. Nobody thought you'd be winning enduro races on flat pedals, and people thought you know Sam was more of a you know just a downhill rider, not a you know a fit athlete sort of guy. Um, and then he won three world titles, and I, I think that completely changed the sport, elevated it, made the sport cool, and then it, it's just grown in popularity over the last few years. And we've had a we had a really good run with it. Uh, my my uh under twenty one rider Elliot Heap won the uh under twenty one title in two thousand and eighteen when Sam won the elite title. So we had two mm-hmm. world champions on our team. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. Which was f- phenomenal, you know, on new proof bikes beating Specialized, Santa Cruz, all the other huge mm-hmm. brands in the world. So that was something that was super cool, and you know, you kind of, kind of just you're doing it day in day out, and you, you don't really realize how big that was, you know um but then just last year chris ball as you know with his eso company he he uh has done a deal with the uci and uh, warner brothers um you know discovery channel
0: so is it he was a huge part of that was it then yes oh chris ball i yeah. didn't know that yeah.
1: yeah so yeah. he 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 manages the whole thing now Oh wow. So uh, his company is ESO Sports. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of everything, so I won't yeah. comment too much on it. But, um, yeah, um, so he integrated uh, the Enduro World Series, what it used to be called, mm-hmm. changed the name to the EDR. Uh, so he so the UCI World Cup now is cross-country, short uh, cross-country, short cross, country, short cross uh, the other discipline, cross-country discipline, downhill, and the EDR, the Enduro World what was falling under the into, same umbrella then yeah, yeah it's all uci now so and since
0: i saw last last week's uh what Scott Belmont was doing. Slotes, uh slalom in the snow or something?
1: I've no idea where that come from. That was something that hardly anybody knew about. Uh, I think
0: Scott said in a podcast it's maybe something to try and get into the Winter Olympics or something.
1: That's what I heard. Yeah. It, it's so weird what the UCI do sometimes, you know, you know how long Downhill's been going and it's not Yeah, I know,
0: let's make something new. <laughs> you
1: know. And then just because there's an opening for a, a discipline in the Winter Olympics, they bang in Mm. Uh, that and I watched a little bit of it, and to be honest, it looked rubbish. I mean, do you remember years ago when I did the yeah, yeah. X Games? You get, you got third, right? Yeah, I got an yeah. X Games it, medal racing my bike on the snow, but yeah.
0: that was OG ten downhill. times
1: better than what they did the other week.
0: Well, that was kind of on a um, a border cross yeah. BMX downhill track, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah,
1: it was a it was a you know it was a different. Who won it, that? Petey? No, uh, Miles Rockwell. Okay, Pet- Petey won it the year before. Okay, that was it. Yeah, and yeah, then because yeah. I was staying at. Steve's house next yeah. door to you guys. Yeah. He got me a, a like a wild card entry.
0: Bass was there as all well, right. Bass
1: to beaver. Yeah. I yeah, mean yeah. it was for the time you know, a few people thought, Why wow, are they racing mountain bikes on snow? But I thought it was really cool. We had, you know, big jumps, burns, yeah, high yeah. speed. Have to look that up. Multi yeah. multiple discipline racing, you know, to tomac, bass to beaver. with Pete, Palmer in it? Pete Longcarvich, Palmer didn't race it that year. He was right. doing uh, skidoo and skiing. Right. Uh, P.E., you know, Miles Rockwell won the Downhill World Championships that year. Mike King, Eric Carter, all yeah, these big yeah, names. Yeah. So it, it was legit at the time. That you was know? good for you, yeah, with all them guys. It, yeah. And great for me to to get, uh, you know, on, on the podium and get an X Games medal. And yeah. that just, you know... It upped my profile a little bit. Um
0: so you're the OG snowman. OG Snowman.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Snow MTB man.
1: Um but yeah, so now uh, all the disciplines are together at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed the the um they did some big changes with the downhill last year. Um they introduced a semi-final on race day. So they 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 cut the qualifying um numbers from 80 down to 60 so in elite men there's only 60 people qualify through to the semi-finals mm-hmm. the semi-finals are then run on the on the race day in the morning and then the top 30 from the top 60 in the semi-final make it through to the final so it was quite a challenge for a lot of the riders i mean the 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 level of downhill now is phenomenal the, mm-hmm. you know the the margins in times how good everybody is on the you know the bikes i mean it was always it was always a you know the, the best in the world it's it's, uh, it's difficult you know it was when i raced it was before i raced it was in between then and now It's mm-hmm. so you know if you're racing the best in the world as you know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what discipline you're doing it's it's, it's, of course, it's yeah. you know so it's the tight. best in the yeah, world yeah. and there's always hundreds and hundreds of people trying to yeah. trying to trying to make it and that's not changed but um, they're 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 literally cutting it down to thirty elite men in the final ten elite men, and that is hundred percent for the TV coverage. You know now with ESO Sports and 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 um, and the UCI, they've got the, the Discovery Channel. They've they've signed a contract, I believe, through to twenty thirty to to do the coverage. Um it's caused a massive stir up within the all the forums on mountain biking because obviously big up to Red bull uh media house, they did a phenomenal job of of covering the downhill world Cup for the last so rob obviously yeah with Rob Warner yeah who, who's you know the voice of downhill everybody loves rob doing downhill he's you know he's 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 it from the days I did freecaster with him you know he's been to specialist um you know. Uh, commentating um seminars to teach him how to do it properly and yeah you know he's put his whole l- life into it and, yeah and he does a phenomenal job and and it was so sad to see him not be able to continue doing that
0: i didn't realize that I, I knew i knew that he obviously it was over with him and and the new guys were coming in but till i listened to the you know the detailed rob podcast a couple of weeks ago i didn't realize how much it affected him you know i'm like well he's still got a gig i just saw it's still probably happy and then I, I listened to that whole podcast a couple of weeks ago and yeah it really affected him didn't it yeah, yeah it
1: did and you know i've known rob a long time now you know since the late 90s when i started mountain biking you know i started a bit later in the in the day than all those guys did but um Rob was always, you know, a huge um, personality Mm -hmm. in in the sport. He'd had some great results in in the early days of mountain biking and made a name for himself. But just, I guess now, like, you've got some athletes that are not winning World Cups or World Championships, but the super high profile because of YouTube and Instagram and all the stuff they do. Yeah. Rob did the same back in the den in the day with MBUK. Yeah, yeah. It's like always that. the Megs one too. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So he became, you know, he made us a, a name for himself. He was a great personality. Um, and always comes across as super loud and, you know, uh, um, I guess, uh, really, um, what's the word? Like, um, you know, he comes across as, uh, you, you know, he's got loads of confidence and stuff, mm-hmm. but behind that, like, I guess like a lot of actors and actresses, you know, they've got a different personality behind the, the, what they show to the public eye. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know Rob quite well and, you know, he's quite an emotional guy and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got quite, you know, he's, he's, he's not like a super don't give a shit tough guy. You know, he's, he's quite, uh, quite a softie underneath it all mm-hmm. um and yeah it really affected him i mean you've got to, you've got to think i think it happens to quite a lot of super high profile athletes when the race career comes to an end they, they kind of their their identity and their yeah, everyday yeah. life is ripped away from them yes and they're like what who am i now what am i going to do and mm-hmm. you know if you're not really mentally strong that can that can really affect you and obviously it's affected rob and but you know, everybody wishes he was doing the commentary for the the downhill World Cup, in, including myself. You know, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen at the moment because he has a you know a, he has a multi year contract with Red Bull. and Red So there's Bull, no way
0: he could even come back in, man. No.
1: Not unless he got out of his contract with Red Bull, and you know why would he? I think you know they look after him and
0: anything Red Bull's got into. Yeah.
1: He's starting to do yeah. loads of really cool events for Red Bull now, and I think that's going to grow and, yeah. and keep him keep him busy. Um, but you know, all the hardcore downhill fans just miss Rob doing the commentary and just hearing his voice, his familiarity with the, with 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 the um, the downhill uh, coverage. But and then the other thing also now, obviously with the Discovery Channel Warner Brothers, it's not free to watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. So Red Bull made it free. You know what BMXs and mountain bikers are like. A lot of those people are not want to pay to watch. No. So last year you could watch the junior race the semi and the elite semi-finals on youtube mm-hmm. for free and then the finals you had to subscribe to whatever you know channels you had there's they're kind of telling us that you know uh, that the the downhill coverage is going on way more channels across you know everywhere you know um, all different um you know i don't know what the word is but the viewing figures are going to be way bigger.
0: there's so many different platforms to platforms watch it, and yeah, 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 yeah. You
1: yes. know, Sky. If you've got a Sky Sports, um, you know, Discovery Channel, you can watch it on there. If you've got something else, you can watch it on there. If you just subscribe to GM GMBN or whatever, you can watch it on there. But I don't. I just. I for me, I still think mountain biking isn't going to be a mainstream sport. You know. Um, I think it's still going to be mm-hmm. f- for a, s- a smaller audience of people that actually ride bikes. You know, there must be a million people we saw on bikes today yeah. that don't even know downhill racing exists. No. You know, and maybe they might see it on a channel if they've got Sky Sports or whatever. But how, what percentage of those people are going to watch that and then want to go and do that discipline because it's such a dangerous discipline? Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know, f- a few years ago, downhill had the biggest viewing out of all the Red Bull Media House um, sports. Mm-hmm. But I believe in the last few years, cross country has actually overtaken. Oh really? Um, downhill. I mean, I hardly know any anybody that races cross country. I don't. Um, I know you told me there was a small cross country series over here. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I live in I, I live in, in now, which is a huge mountain bike mecca, but. The majority of people that you see riding mountain bikes are on trail bikes and enduro bikes you yeah know. and
0: what i mean is more like locally like here there's a quick and dirty which is put on by uh i mean it's, I, I did it 12 13 14 years ago fig to sheldon yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah it was yeah. a great job of the local uh scene here for mountain biking but yeah maybe it's gone more regional i, I really don't know on the on the big yeah. scale u.s wise nationally you
1: know yeah i i don't follow cross country that closely I have yeah. actually started watching a bit of cross country only be, only since Tom Pidcock started yeah, yeah me
0: too yeah yeah and I'll see Peter Sagan's going to do more now yeah, as well yeah, so it'll be kind yeah. of fun to watch this but, year
1: but Tom Pidcock is yeah. amazing you know he's he's he come in won the cross country Olympics he's won the, nearly every world cup he does
0: Tour de France stage
1: Tour de France stage was yeah. incredible yeah. He his bike handling as well as his he didn't big, ride BMX either did he I, believe, I don't believe he did, but no. he's so good on a bike, yeah. it looks like he did. i watched
0: something on YouTube uh, where he's got a helmet cam and he's going down, on his road bike, he's going down those French Alps or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Unbelievable. He's, yeah, he's yeah.
1: crazy, like... Yeah the sk- and the speedy rides the the downhill sections on the cross country courses because some of them are no joke and the, you know they're on mm. those cross country bikes with low handlebars the saddles up in the air and the, yeah. and, and the the skill level like anything BMX downhill cross country the just the level of the the top athletes mm. sk- not just fitness but skills is is really good now yeah yeah but um obviously cross country is 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 good to televise because you know they can follow them going around the laps and then cross country has the short the short track racing now with i think it's the top 30 race like a sprint cross country lap a few days before that's easy to televise so it's it's great for tv viewing obviously downhill is good for viewing because they can film most of the track it's a real shame in my opinion that the multi-discipline Mountain bike events are not still going like you know dual or dual slalom or. Used to all be the same place,
0: didn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I you know that that is made for TV, and now that there's big TV uh, production companies involved with mountain biking, I think it's daft that they don't have anything like that. I I mean, I think four cross went in the wrong direction where it was like you know little hardtails and uh, bikes that you the industry didn't really sell a lot of, mm-hmm. but if you made, if you made the courses more natural, uh, with some huge jumps, like some of these big events are getting lots of coverage now. And you raced on trail bikes, bikes that the industry sell, yeah. like the industry aren't going to pay somebody to ride a bike that they're not making any money off selling other than downhill. Cause downhill is like the formula one of, mm-hmm. of the discipline. So, you know, all, all the, um, technology that goes into the downhill bikes feeds down onto trail bikes and now enduros a big thing there's there's lots of um new products being produced for racing because you know the more high-end world cup racing you have then you know and especially with all the the racing being so close every single company that's involved in that and investing lots of money they want the best they want to make the best products and then you know Race programs now have you know a mechanic for each rider. They have specialist guys with um, you know um, computers that they put on the suspension. They download, they, the riders do a run on a bike, like for instance, Loic Bruni and the specialized guys, they've got all the, the data te- t- uh, telemetry on the bikes that they've had for years now. You know, Bruni will have a bike with all that in practice and they're downloading all that. So they're tweaking his suspension. And then by the time he comes to his race run, they, you know, they've they're, they're a really good setting where he, he needs to be for his race run. And he has that much faith in his bike that he can just really, you know, go for it. And then and, and every all the other big teams are now having to do the same because they were ahead of the game with that. Well, I mean, Nicolas Vullo did it back oh, in the just day. Just as you
0: were saying that, I was thinking of Nico because he was, I guess Nico reminds me a bit of Christoph Leveck in BMX worked out training before everybody yeah. was more serious at the racing very uh broke it down more you know and at nico obviously a whole nother level to that right that's why he, yeah it was so dominant right
1: yeah nico was you know smart um obviously phenomenal talent on the bike you know you, you can't take that away from him people used to you know say oh he was cheating he was doing this he wasn't he just he just taken you know, it seriously. Yeah. He took it serious. Yeah. And he was an unbelievable bike rider. So the two things together, uh, you know, I've spoken to Nico since his, his career ended and some of the things he explained to me, it just blew my mind. Is he
0: super smart as a person? He's gotta be right.
1: Yeah, I think he is. Uh, yeah. He's super competitive. Yeah. Um, he retired
0: early, really, even though he'd won a whole, like, was it like nine or ten he worlds? He won
1: ten world titles. But he
0: still retired early compared yeah, to could... P.E. and Minar and people like that, right?
1: Well, he did, and I, I don't know the, the reason behind that exactly, but, you know, um, there was there was other guys coming through that, to challenge him. There was always people to challenge him. Yeah. Um, And then he'd always step it up and be able to... to, to defend his title against whoever came yeah um obviously Steve gave him a big run for his money Minar then yeah you know and then I th- you know he kind of stepped out of it just before Sam Hill came along and yeah
0: because Sam did he get three world titles in Dano
1: Sam got uh two junior titles and three elite titles oh my gosh and yeah. he threw away two extra titles with crashes that yeah. he would have won for sure um, but Sam just brought a new pace to the to the game uh, that nobody else had seen. I don't even think Nico would have beaten him at, at that point in his career. Right. Because Nico was at the end and Sam came in with a new style on the bike. But but the what Nico did, nobody's got close to that since. And the, the amount of um, knowledge he had. Uh, the one thing he did tell me what I thought was super interesting was... Uh, he never ever did a race run until he retired where he he did a 100% effort in his race run because he knew he could win with going less than 100% wow
0: what's that calculated it was
1: and then he said after he retired he did a local race and he put he just let it go 100% and he said he was so fast uh, but if he'd a road like that all those years, he might not have won 10 titles. Yeah, he was yeah. just that good miss. Yeah. to just win them. Yeah. Whereas Sam was a bit more, Sam could win by 20 seconds or blow up. Uh, but that's why the fans loved him.
0: They still caught, see, again, I'm I'm not an expert on mountain biking. I only know, I'm talking to you and, and watching from afar and the little bits I knew from when I did it when I was, you know, year, years and years ago, but that was more, you know, four cross early UK stuff. I did a bit of downhill, but I, I sucked at that. They always say Greg Menard's the GOAT, right? Why would Nico not be the GOAT? Because of Greg's... Obviously, his age is still wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've listened to your podcasts on on the GOAT. Because GOAT's, goats are big... Yeah,
0: and BMX is a, it's a hot topic, you yeah.
1: know? I mean, I don't, I don't think you can give that title to one person, you know? There's, right. It, there's too many... It's so hard in BMX. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, Greg is... I guess you know he's the goat, and you can't argue with it because he's got the most World Cup uh, wins. Okay, ever, most ever.
0: Even more than Nico. Yeah, yeah, okay. way more than Nico. Yeah. Um,
1: and, but he's not won as many World titles as Nico. Right. But he's won more uh, World Cups. Cups, yeah, you know, yeah. Which is just you know still a big deal. Yeah. In mountain biking, the World Cup and the World Championships is is seen as quite an equal thing. Yeah. You know, World Championships, you get the jersey it's that one-off race that's got the most hype of the year yeah however to win a series of World Cup races is arguably more difficult than winning World Championships yeah. however you know you've got guys like Aaron Gwyn that are right up there with the most World Cup wins he won
0: but could never do a rainbow he
1: won so many World yeah. Cup titles in a small period of time but yeah. he never won a no, World Title no he not quite do it could he uh, Petey n- nearly didn't no. but only that one in Kearns on that, yeah. you know, that small Steve was so mountain. close to winning it loads of times. I yeah, remember doing, yeah. I,
0: was, I was there the year watching when, in Leje. when he crashed right before the finish, yeah. right? He had that, right?
1: He had that list. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. sh- you know, he should have won, but same with everybody. Everybody should have won this, should have won that. Yeah.
0: And, and they
1: didn't win it. Yeah. Whereas Nico knew how th- the speed he needed to go to win those world titles and you can't take that away with him.
0: I know he's still in the industry. Does he coach or anything? I know this conversation is kind of going all over the place, but,
1: yeah well um no so nico has been a big a big ambassador for lapier okay. uh, with e-bikes so he got onto e-bikes really early on yeah and e-bikes suits nico with all the technology and, and yeah. everything. you know e- e-bikes have been around a long time now but they've, they're developing faster than probably anything else in the industry and mm. um, the battery technology is is obviously the thing that holds it back a little bit um, but neat, like just to give you an example, um, obviously you might have seen now. Orig- originally e-bikes looked like a normal mountain bike with a battery bolted onto the down tube. Then, as as they progressed and battery shapes have changed, batteries are all integrated in the down tube now. So there's a big fat down tube on an e-bike. Uh, for full powered e-bikes, the motor's down near the bottom bracket. Nico's race bike still had a bolted on battery because um he could make the bike lighter he didn't care if it looked neat like what all the the, the consumers want mm-hmm. um he he was able to, he, he even pivoted the um the motor on the on the on 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 the bike he tilted it more upright so the battery could be lower down so all the center of gravity on his race e-bike was down low so then the, the head tube and the front of the bike wasn't as heavy so the bike handled better uh, he, he knew how heavy he had to be weight wise himself with his kit on for him to get round an e-bike e, uh, world enduro loop uh, with a 500 watt battery
0: wow so who's your goat then
1: my goat Uh, My go would have to be Sam Hill, just um, because I just think he changed the sport um, of how fast you could ride a mountain bike and just the style he did it in. And obviously, you know, I've always been a big flat pedal fan. I've never clipped in for anything. And um, he did all that on flat pedals, you know, winning five downhill world titles in the fashion that he did, which made everybody step the game up. Uh, and then winning three Enduro World Titles. I don't think anyone else will ever do that. Um, and I still think Sam is. Th- th- pro, I still think Sam's got the best downhill bike skills. There's there's ever been just as a, as raw speed and skill and 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 looking effortless on the bike and looking in control. Uh, I think I don't think there's anyone better. There's there's loads of other amazing you know, riders out there like, you know, Greg for the amount of uh, wins he's had and and how he keeps coming back. And you know, at 40, 40 odd years old, he can still compete with the best in the world. Yeah, you know, amazing, maybe yeah. no one else will ever do that either. Yeah. Uh, so him for that, obviously, Pete, he had a really good run. He was, you know, by far the GOAT for the UK and one of the best in the world and one of the most influential mountain bikers Downhill riders in the world, Nicholas Villiers, obviously. And then uh, now, I don't know if you've seen him, but the new crop is coming from you know, when when we were racing downhill, you literally had to go to a downhill place and push your bike up the hill, or you could shuttle the odd time. Yeah, you know, now there's bike parks all over the world, uh, amazing bike parks like Whistler, and you know, it's, it's phenomenal. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner to a uh, you know the f- fastest pro mountain bikers in the world Whistler's just like Disneyland for mountain bikes there's other amazing places all over the world in in, in the UK now there's lots of bike parks like the Atherton's have put together an amazing bike park and Bike Park Wales um, Revolution Bike Park where I live is amazing for natural mountain biking and um, th- there's so many places for young young mountain bikers to to train and the amount of hours they get time on the bikes now that those let those skill levels are coming through and you know there's a young guy that's riding for santa cruz now called jackson goldstone and you know he he's kind of like different rides different to sam but he makes it look effortless what country he's from he's from canada from from whistler like yeah he's tiny he's like he still looks like my little lad you know he's, he's, he's 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 uh must be about 19, 20 years old, but he doesn't look that old. He's not big, strong guy. He's a little kid. But he's got that good skills on the bike. He just looks like he's skipping over and having fun and flying down the hill, and he's 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 smoking everyone at the World yeah, Cup.
0: and Bruni still wins. he got a bunch of world titles as well, right?
1: Bruni, sorry, obviously got to mention Bruni. He's obviously won, uh, I think, four downhill elite world titles now and uh, I think two or three... Uh, World Cup overalls, Bruni's like amazing and such a good ambassador for the sport, he's always
0: yeah. happy
1: and humble and uh, what him and his crew do with all the telemetry and stuff, picking up from what Nico did it, 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 the, the game changes in the sport as well and it, it, he's phenomenal uh, but Jackson Goldstone for me is, is, is the future at the moment but also there's a, a friend, another French rider that's got injured uh, last year guy called Amory Pirion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was... Did he been the overall last year? Two uh, years ago? A couple of years ago. Yeah, he, yeah. And he was on a roll. He was flying. And I, I just loved the um, his style and his raw speed and aggression on the bike. He's, he's pretty wild. But, you know, I, I kind of like like that style. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, there's so many good athletes. And um, I think now with all this the, the bike parks and all the youngsters coming through, I think there's going to be... Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be harder for the... Older the guys to stay at the top level. I think there's going to be more young yeah, guys coming yeah, yeah.
0: through. I understand. Um, you've told me numerous times over the years how much money some of these top dudes make now. It's still pretty crazy, and are these guys getting pay cuts and stuff now, or?
1: I, I honestly don't know the exact figures, so I'm only speculating on you know guessing and what people, what what rumors I hear. Uh, you know, uh, there was a rumour going around the other year that Aaron Gwynn was making a million dollars Did he year. even
0: say that himself though, right?
1: I don't know. I think he was quite honest, to be honest, yeah. uh, with, with what he was saying. And, you know, when you look at other sports and how big the, the cycling in industry is... He deserved to, to earn yeah, yeah. that much money. I mean, he but was a man for a long time, wasn't he? Other yeah. people deserve to earn yeah, that yeah, much yeah. money, but they just don't get paid that much money. No. Um, you know, compared to other disciplines, like cyclocross riders, like um, uh, Vanderpool and Tom Pidcock, who are doing s- some road. But yeah. Because they ride for road teams.
0: That's where they're getting paid. They're
1: getting paid millions. Yeah. Like, you know, a couple, three, four million a year, I believe, whereas... The mountain bikers don't get paid that, and they're no. risking their lives just as them guys are, and they they deserve it too. But the just the, the industry doesn't pay it. No. I believe like
0: they need some of that ineos money, don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, I believe I think you know going back to you know there's a lot of negativity on um, the disc, the discovery thing at the moment with the eso and stuff that they're lit you know they're they're gonna try and make the sport more elite, so there'll be less riders, I believe, which. I don't think is the right way to go for downhill racing because it's gonna make it so elitist and hard for people to get into the World Cup. You know, they're hoping that it'll create other uh, you know, national series and European series and North American series and that'll all that'll be your, A your feed.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: to do that, you need money. People need money to put those series on. And there yeah. isn't the money in the sport to pay for that. No. So I think, I think it's going to struggle. And then obviously if they make the downhill so elitist where there's only say, you know, 10, 15 factory teams with 30 elite men and 20 juniors and 10 women, you know, that could put people off trying to, get into the sport and and a way to get into that level. I don't know how it's going to go, but obviously on the other side of that, the reason they're doing that is they're trying to make it a mainstream sport to bring outside money in so that those top riders will get those big salaries.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think it could go either way. I think they could kill the sport and make it a lot worse and it'll go backwards from what Red Bull have done. Like Red Bull you know, got the viewing numbers up and the sport was on the up and the up and the the industry was putting more money into it, Uh, you know, still not millions and millions like the road, but still a lot of money, you know, like some of those big downhill team budgets must be $1.5 to $2 million a year. yeah,
0: still huge compared to BMX at least. But,
1: you you know, you can't compare it with BMX to do with sales you know especially BMX racing, you know, BMX race bikes is tiny mm-hmm. in sales. Mm. Think how many mountain bikes are sold from the likes yeah.
0: of oh, I, I totally see why mountain biking is bigger than BMX. I mean, the media alone is 10 times, 20 times better than anything in, in BMX. There's barely any media in BMX, you know, yeah. And but, the yeah. media, you know, <laughs>
1: obviously, the, the media guys earn good money, uh, you know, there's, there's just mechanics are earning decent money, yeah. there's you know. People are earning a, a way of living working for mountain bike, team. like myself. You know, I earned a, a salary mm-hmm. that I'm able to live on, yeah. Um, and you know, not a huge salary, but a, a good, you know, for where I live in the UK, I can, yeah, I, I yeah. can afford to live nicely, yeah. Um, so it, it's great, you know, it, it creates jobs. Um, but you know, they sell a lot of bikes, and you know, for instance, you know, I, 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 you're talking big money compared to. To, to mountain biking but if you, if you if you're a company like i'll just you know specialize or shram or shimano and you go and build a booth at eurobike they might spend 300 grand in one booth for the week mm-hmm. you know that's one of the highest salaries in downhill for the whole year yeah yeah so like you know there's more money in it than there is in, in bmx racing yeah don't, don't know what the figures are for street and park bikes and stuff but i mean
0: there's, you look outside now everyone's on a mountain bike even we can look out our window here there's in the, in the weekend there's this mountain bike guys yeah. coming by you don't see since then you know one of the main reasons we all came here in the 90s because every everywhere on the street corner in huntington beach yeah. was on a bmx you know it was amazing but
1: well, unfortunately time you know. changes we yeah, still yeah. love bmx you know yeah. bmx in the in the 80s was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing when mm-hmm. we were you know we were around at the right time when yeah. BMXs came. You know we had grifters and choppers. Yeah. And BMXs coming, we were like, they were the coolest things we'd ever seen. Mm. You know, and just going riding around the streets with your mates doing, you know that we were rad. But that we we'd yeah. all look at that. That just brings back so. And everybody cool was doing it
0: pockets to the all around. It's happening all around the world, but definitely in the UK, the little pockets, yeah. even villages to. villages and towns to different crews and scenes and tracks and trails i mean it was it was amazing but i kind of see that now in mountain biking just like living here in san diego how much mountain biking i see on the daily you know
1: yeah and there's so many so many different mountain bikes you know There's, there's more than there is bmxing um you know we when we started bmxing there was they were just bmx's weren't they and then freestyle bmx's Went a different direction and then, but race bikes stayed fairly similar from the yeah. you know that I'd say from the you know 82 83 through to the late 90s, they weren't that different. No, really. no, no. Now they've gone they, like if I go and watch a BMX race now, like that those sleek carbon mm-hmm. BMX bikes, they don't even look like a BMX anymore. No, no, um, they kind of look a little bit like a, a trials bike, or yeah, something. No, they did well because
0: they slammed the seats and then, yeah. It, it... It's completely different now, yeah.
1: But, you know, the, the sports evolved and the, mm-hmm. the, the equipment evolves and, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, that was all that, that, that we had when we when we were kids. You either had a racer or a BMX, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Or a grifter or whatever, yeah. you know, that, which turned into a BMX. Now there's so many different so mountain many bikes, yeah you yeah know?
0: that's mountain bikes and if you're a road biker yeah and then like say bmx and there's so many options yeah. for a kid to buy a bike yeah and, nah, and there's you know? so
1: many genres of mountain bikes. Yes, you know you've alone. got you know it's now mountain bikes are classed in how much travel they've got you know you've got hardtails you've got cross-country race bikes that are steep head angles with a tiny bit of travel and Really low handlebars and stuff. Then you've got normal mountain bikes that are kind of average geometry. Then you've got tr- you've got short travel trail bikes, one forty mil trail bikes, enduro bikes, long travel enduro bikes, up to downhill bikes. You know there's so many bikes in between. And now on top of all that, we've got e-bikes, which is massively the um, the growth in the in mountain. Do you think e-bikes now?
0: will make its way to BMX or any? Do you think. <laughs>
1: I think somebody will make some BMX e-bikes, but I don't think it'll become like, you know, BMX racing or freestyle because, you know, the they're heavy. But, and I don't know if there'll be, I think there'll be like maybe, I think there already is, but, you know, like the sort of cruiser BMXs. Mm-hmm. I think some brands have e-bike versions of that now where people are cruising around. You know, if people are not really into biking for doing a sport or racing or keeping super fit or you know they just leisurely want to ride a bike and then an e-bike's fantastic yeah you know and it also an e-bike has been able to bring people into cycling that aren't fit enough to go mountain biking mm-hmm. uh, but then you know once they start doing it they improve the fitness and then they can do more and more stuff but you know to, to go mountain biking uh, pedaling up a mountain and and riding down you've got to be pretty fit you know
0: how much e-bikes do you ride
1: uh i'd say obviously when i first got an e-bike i rode it quite a lot because it was a new thing yeah it was so fun you can do lots of new things on an e-bike that you can't do on a normal bike like you can challenge me and my mates like challenge ourselves going up techie climbs and stuff so you're basically riding up a downhill track on your e-bike um, because it's a bit like trials motorcycling you 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 know you've got that extra motor to use but they're really good if you say you live somewhere or say you've got a normal job and you only have you know an hour or two spare a couple of times a week you know if you want to go and pedal your mountain bike up a, up, a, up a mountain and do a downhill run and you don't have a shuttle or a chairlift or transport you know you might only get one running or two runs on an e-bike you might you'll get double or you know, more than double the amount of runs in and the batteries are getting bigger so you can go riding for longer. And at first on the downhill tracks, they feel a bit heavy. Um, but once you get used to the weight of an e-bike, they're actually more planted. So for some people that are not that great at, riding they, they can be actually uh, easier to ride downhill as well as up you just got to kind of have more powerful brakes and stuff like that on them to to stop you quicker but they're super fun i love them but i'd, I'd still trying to ride my normal bike uh, as much as possible just to keep keep my fitness the, up yeah yeah um, and so i'd say probably you know for every four rides i go on my bike once or something like that yeah um but i know other people that only ride e-bikes now and it's not like you don't keep fit it's still a mad workout yeah you know you've got different modes so you can go in eco and you still have to pedal quite hard or you can go in boost and you, you, i saw
0: lopes who, who was out here last month uh for a local one, one of the quick and dirty um, local mountain bike races and i was talking to him he was in the e-bike race and i was asking him like is it really hard is it easy yeah. he said it's still really hard racing oh those well, things
1: you know i've 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 done a lot of racing, Dale, over the years. You know, I I always try different things. I'm I'm not as dedicated as you. I'm I'm not. Uh, I can't stick to one thing because I get bored. Don't know if I've got ADHD or whatever <laughs> they call all got it. it. Don't worry. Yeah. But um, you know, I've tried everything. I've raced BMX. I've raced motocross, motorbike enduro. I've raced mountain bikes, uh, enduro downhill, different disciplines, and um, I did an e bike. Uh, race uh, in the Tweed Valley where I live now, an actual e- EWS race uh, about th- three years ago now um, and we had 14 stages in one day we had to change our batteries three times and I, th- I reckon that was the hardest mountain bike race I've, physically I've ever done and that was an e-bike, Where yeah. some people say, well oh, it's, it's not hard riding an e-bike it, it, it's, that's not true at all
0: yeah all right last last question um or last little thing to talk about uh media mountain bike media compared to bmx media i think just by looking in mountain bike media is so good like and so much better than bmx and bmx could learn so much from the mountain bike stuff what's your take on it because i know you follow both
1: yeah uh, obviously i follow mountain biking more than bmx um i think for a, a good time uh, i didn't even like obviously social personals personal, personal athletes social media like um Instagram and stuff. Mm. You know, I hardly saw any BMX stuff for a while, but I've starting to see a lot more of that now. Yeah. Uh YouTube stuff, uh mountain bikes, streets ahead, like the the, the few things I've seen on you on YouTube for BMX is like Barry Noble's is doing a good job. Yeah. Uh and uh I've seen a few things that Nick, Nick Kimmon does. Yeah. Um but on the mountain bike side of things um you know th- there's people on a completely another level like sam pilgrim who was a freestyle guy somebody told me he's the most well famous well-known mountain biker in the world is he british yeah yeah uh, and that's just doing youtube stupid stuff like yeah. a phenomenal bike rider yeah. but he just does crazy stuff on, on youtube and there's people that don't even follow racing like my little lad doesn't really follow racing. He knows the races because they come to our house and we've got yeah. the races. But he knows who Sam Pilgrim is because of YouTube. YouTube and, yeah. um, and then, you know, th- th- there's also huge enterprises within the mountain bike industry, like Pink Bike is, is absolutely huge.
0: Is it still that big, is it? And Pink Bike, yeah, even with all the social media and that, is still like big deal to be on that. It
1: costs thousands and thousands to put an advert on the front page for uh-huh. a day.
0: Just because it gets the hits?
1: Yeah, because there's so much traffic goes to it. And mm. then you've got GMBN, which is basically... You've got GMBN and EMBN, which was... G, uh, which is part of GCN, which is the roadside of things. That's basically what MBUK was. It's
0: all... Then people all come from MBUK, right? All those yeah. early guys that do the magazine. But
1: that is huge. Like, the amount of people that watch GMBN, like, we were chatting earlier like neil donahue was yeah he's big on
0: there isn't he yeah yeah you know he was a fast
1: fantastic bike rider back in the day he wasn't you know he never made it to the level of steve pete and but he would come down into beach
0: with you guys he was always quiet but really good on a bike really good on a bike yeah
1: got got good results not like world title results you know you know a bit similar to myself i guess and um uh, but now he's on gmbn he's probably more famous than he ever was and that's his
0: full-time job into yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you know martin ashton does a great job yeah uh, see him on, on there her. a lot yeah. um, steve jones does the embn side of things which is which is great obviously and you see what happens is people people are in their office and are at home and the weather's crap and they just log on watch the gmbn shows yeah. they have gmbn tech some people love to just know about yeah. bikes and mm-hmm. the new tech that's coming out and they cover everything it's like top gear but for yeah i don't watch too much
0: but i watch if it it comes up or like i say martin ashton and and, um a few little bits and pieces here and there but yeah i can see it's just
1: yeah, it's huge like uh, somebody told me the other year and i don't know how true it was but they started selling gmbn ride jerseys you know to, Mm -hmm. to the subscribers and and somebody told me that they sold more jerseys than fox in the uk wow it, it's it's just the view, figures are huge. And then going on to the races, uh, <coughs> you know, Brendan Furclough, people, him, Bernard Kerr.
0: Yeah, he's I've watched his stuff a little bit, yeah. yeah. I think
1: Bernard does a phenomenal job. Yes, uh, you know, good in the
0: camera as well.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he's running a race team, mm-hmm. which is a massive undertaking himself. He's racing World Cups and getting amazing results, like yeah. on World Cup podiums uh he's he's you know promoting all his sponsors and he's doing a full-time youtube youtube channel he's got his own merchandise and stuff mm. now uh the amount of effort he's putting in and he's earning good money now which he deserves to earn but the amount ima- you know there's a market for that. I've got a friend who rides mountain bikes in, in the village and he's not a top racer. No one even knows who he is from racing. Mm. But excuse me he gets that many youtube uh views now uh he gets paid a full-time salary from youtube uh, from his youtube and his um uh sponsors wanting to promote products on youtube and even the podcast there's so many good podcasts in podca- mind. yeah it, 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 it's a huge industry it's a yeah huge, yeah it's a huge it's not just a race discipline that we look at it's a it's a leisure industry. We don't even
0: have a real professional podcast in BMX racing. There's more old school, mid school, kind of like yeah. what I do, but it's yeah. just guys doing it for fun and not yeah. really, there's no, not really, there's guys coffee chatter. I don't know if you listen to that. They kind of do up-to-date racing, okay. but nobody's really come in and, you know, sunk a little bit of money into it and, and done a good job with it, you know, which is surprising, really. You'd think somebody would, compared to like, say, mountain biking. I'm um, listening to all these different ones. I, I think Ollie,
1: yeah, the one he's on, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Davey and Ollie. Yeah, yeah. Ollie's that. a very good
0: speaker. I like, yeah. I like to listen to him, yeah. yeah he's good. Yeah. And, you know, yeah.
1: he's, he's, he's known from his riding. Yeah. riding with Brendan and that
0: whole yes. crew. He's a really good, yeah, I like his stories and yeah. everything,
1: yeah. And, you, you know, they do things themselves that, you know, some kids don't, they don't have the opportunity to go racing. They don't have parents to take them. Yeah. But everybody can watch. Those guys messing about in the woods doing stupid stuff and then go and emulate it in their woods and did their you,
0: jumps. Did you ever listen to the podcast they did with Brendan and he talked about taking your girlfriend to a race? No, I don't. It is so funny. Is it? No. I'll yeah, to like, like to it. just, just like I think it's F one and you really yeah. good to Fort William in the rain and yeah, it's so funny. I'll yeah, to, yeah, it's to totally worth. To it. Yeah, looking that up. I
1: will. And then there's another. If you've not listened to him, there's there's another guy that does good. Podcast called Downtown. No, I listen Sound. to
0: him. Yeah, 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 I like him as well. He's he, very professional. He's yeah, spoken and yeah. um, he, he does get his sponsors in and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a good job. And, yeah. you
1: know, obviously, you know, he probably was somebody that's a good rider, really into mountain biking. Probably couldn't earn a wage being a professional cyclist, but yeah. he's found a niche. He yeah. does a good job and he probably earns himself a salary to we work We need more the of them. Sport. We
0: need more of those people in BMX racing. You know, Freestyle's got some good ones. Our BMX yeah. is the, the main. You know, media for, for freestyle and, and it's big numbers, a great podcast, I mean, um, but in racing, nothing. No, you know, oh. 15 BMX is the only guy that really covers everything Right. Okay. In, in, in racing. Yeah. And obviously USA BMX cover their own events, but I just think there's so much opportunity, not so much, but there's an opportunity for somebody to come into BMX racing and do a really good job um, media-wise. Just lots of little people doing little cool things, you know, but nobody really like on this scale as you see in mountain biking, you know?
1: I just think, you know, I I as much as anybody, I I I like to see BMX succeed, and yeah, you know, that's where I started off. I still love yeah, watching yeah. it. I, you know, I went to Glasgow watch the worlds last year. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm screaming in the stands yeah, watching yeah. it. Abs- the, the 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 level of riding is is phenomenal. You're a big
0: Paddy Sharrock fan, aren't you? Love Paddy. He's yeah, fantastic, yeah, 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 yeah. He's So good
1: on the bike, yeah. and uh, I, I know him personally. He's he's a nice kid, and I'm, I think what I think the, the one of the coolest things I've seen in BMX in recent times is 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 the way uh, Kai White came across on the TV for the Olympics. Like he literally had just finished I don't know if it's the other way around or whatever, but he got silver at the Olympics. He could have won it, he, he must have been stoked but disappointed, but then when Bethany Shriver won the the Olympics yeah
0: yeah two minutes later
1: it was he just how happy he was for her yeah came across on the TV yeah team and, player and how nice a person he was yeah know? and I think you know that's really good for sport and and you know because not everybody can be a world champion like you and them and you know people do it because they just love to do it it doesn't yeah. matter if you don't be world champion they just love doing it of and, course yeah uh I think you need more personalities like that. Yeah, in, yeah. In and I think there is some
0: people in BMX, but we don't see it. You yeah. Know? It's uh, just like I, it's, it's, it's not seen by a lot, unless you're probably maybe really right there with them, you know?
1: I don't know the answers, but I, I the only thing I can think is, you know, I think it, the, the BMX racing it is always going to be, it's always going to be, um, there's always going to be limitations on, the amount of investment to do all those things because of the sales mm-hmm. like I think you know because mountain biking and and road they sell that, ma- that much mo- there's that much money in the industry yeah. that turns over there's opportunities for people there's money to do those things yeah. and I think I think with BM- you know BMX is perfect spectacle for a TV mm-hmm. programme and it's amazing to watch but I think at the end of the day, there's only going to be people that are interested in BMX watching it, Otherwise, whether that's the parents of kids or bulls yeah, yeah, or, or kids or yeah. whoever. I don't think somebody that knows nothing about BMX is going to sit down and watch a BMX race. And I think that's the problem. And, and that's why it's only always going to be small. And yeah. I think mountain biking's similar. I don't think it's ever going to be your football, your your you working man, your working class man's sport, where mm-hmm. you can go to the pub and just watch it, and then you go to the match, and yeah, yeah, you know, maybe maybe in the future, I don't know. Like obviously over here, supercross is on that level, mm-hmm. but again, it's it's a night out. It's mm-hmm. it's motorsport. There's more money in it. Uh, there's you know what. 60,000 people in a stadium. Yeah. It's perfect for a night out and for motorsport. People. And they
0: still say it's small, you know, they're still trying to get really out there into
1: But it's yeah. huge
0: to us. But to us it's yeah. But yeah. it's
1: tiny to NASCAR and yeah, to, F1. to uh, basketball and mm. American football and soccer and you know, I, I just don't think they're they're gonna get that big. And I think if we're trying to chase that all the time, I think it I think things get things that are good about certain sports get kicked to the side and sometimes I agree doesn't, yeah doesn't we happen. just need to
0: make it the best it can be for what it is yes. you know and, yeah. and I, I think BMX really could be say we're always looking how do we make it bigger how do we do it? like we just need to make it the best it is yeah for what it is you know and it is what it is People want to do it enjoy yeah. it
1: do what you're doing promote it to schools that's a that's I don't think there's a thing that could be done better than what you're doing. Like, if, you, if every single school kid was gave, given the opportunity to go and do BMXing in the lesson or mountain biking... Yeah. Like, Harrison School in Peebles now, they, they can choose mountain biking as, as a... as
0: PE. Yeah. That's amazing, a yeah. That's imagine so... when we were at school oh and gosh. someone
1: said, do you want to do BMX instead yeah. cross-country running? Or even
0: ride around the playground would have been yeah. amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: You know? Like... I, you know, in in, in the lethal where we live and, and props to Chris Ball, there's a thing called Dirt School. So kids when they finish their school, they can go to uh you college for three years doing mountain biking. That's
0: so um, cool, yeah. So many more opportunities. Pagey, we can go on forever. We can and yeah. I will we'll carry on chatting after this, but uh let's wrap this little thing up. I think there's been a ball mountain biking, so yeah. Maybe when we hook up again, we will do more of a BMX. Yeah, one. yeah.
1: I, I I love BMX. I'd love to talk. I love talking about the old school stuff and you know yeah. what you guys are doing with the Hall of Fame. You know, I I come down and support that. I love yeah. it. Yeah, brilliant job.
0: Well, let's press pause on the BMX stuff and then we'll yeah. do that next time.
1: Okay, sounds good. Sounds Thanks. good. Thank che-
0: you. Cheers.